you're listening to CFRC 101.9 FM here in Kingston, Ontario. It's 5.30 p.m. This is the Kingston Curator, and I'm your host, Chris. Today we have an interview with local artists Bandera, Mark Laundrie, and Mark Berkstead, three of four local artists currently presenting their exhibition Unity Road 4 at the Window Gallery. Unfortunately, their fourth member, Ann Clark, could not join us for this interview at the gallery, but her work is spoken for by her studio mates. Without further delay, I'll let these artists tell you about their current exhibition, how they came to share a studio, and more. So, to get us started, would you all like to introduce yourselves? I'm Mark Bergstead. I am a sculptor. Hi, I'm Mark Laundrie, and I am a painter. <laughs> I am Ben Dara, and I'm also a painter. Very nice. And right now we're at your exhibition at the Window Art Gallery, and I was wondering if you'd like to just tell us a bit about it. Well, um, Mark Laundrie organized this exhibition. Uh, he did the legwork to get us the show here, and the second one that he's, he's organized for us. Um, and I th- I'm going to speak for him a little bit, and then he can correct what I'm saying. Um, it was the idea that we, we all share a studio together um, on Unity Road, and it was an opportunity to, to show the work we're doing. And, and even though our work is quite disparate, I think his feeling is there is a sort of community and interaction, and we all look at each other's work, even though we're not always there at the same time, we're very rarely there at the same time, we are influenced by each other. So I'm, I think that was the idea, an opportunity to, to show some work. Do you want to add to that? Um, yeah, I would say it, there is a large element of it being a social interaction. And the good thing about that is that you can talk about your work in art, whereas if you're just talking with your family, I don't get the idea they understand half the stuff I would say. So that's really nice. It's nice to be able to talk to like-minded people and have them know what you're talking about. So that social interaction, I think, is it. I find that inspiring. It makes you want to do the stuff you're talking about. Yeah, I, I, uh, I really like the idea of these group shows that we've done two now, thanks to Mark, because I like showing the fact that we're a group, we share a studio, but all of our work is completely different, and that I think is very. It's appealing to me in sharing a space where we're all making completely different things and we're all we're still all feeding off of each other's work and energy and when when we are there at the same time but i think it's uh it's exciting for people to to witness a a group that isn't like say like a group of seven or something like that where it's all kind of there's no question when you see something like that you're like oh yeah it's all they're all the same but we're very independent, but we're also, you know, together and also dependent on each other because it's the only way we could afford the studio. Definitely. And I mean, since people can't really see what's going on here, I was wondering if you'd each like to describe maybe the pieces you've contributed just in terms of the medium, because I don't think people realize there's so many different things going on here. Uh, Sure, although I'm going to be an awful interviewee and, and respond to something else first. So we're also, besides the three of us, um, we're missing our, our fourth member, Anne Clark, who's unable to be here today. Um, and and with between us, we have a, a, a very wide variety of, um, of art experiences, which I think has been really interesting. 
and and we're sort of developing like what Mark was saying. We kind of develop a sort of shorthand. Like when you when you're talking to people who aren't making art all the time, you got to have to start explain each step whereas in the studio we can kind of we're, we're able even though we're doing very different work we're able to sort of communicate in, in, a, in a shorthand and, and lots of silly jokes and, and things that, that we get that someone coming in wouldn't understand or think we're just silly anyways so you handed me the mic uh, my, uh, my work um, in this exhibition consists of um, very small works that I'm thinking of as sketches that I, I started about 10 years ago, some of them. Some of them um, were started really recently. Others, I've had the panels and I've had some color down. So what, what I'm doing is I, I have these odd-shaped, sometimes odd-shaped and sometimes just rectangular panels around 8 by 10 inches, thereabouts, um, that I've put color and pattern on in paint. And then over top, I put usually a recognizable image, usually with a stencil. And I think of them as sketches and they're things that um, they're images that just keep on appearing to me that I feel a need to, to put down. And I'm responding to um, events around me. This series, I've sort of had the unofficial title of Bleak Outlook, because it's sort of, even though they look bright and colorful and sort of hopefully whimsical, I'm looking at you know homeless. I'm looking at violence perpetrated by different state oppression and things like that. Um, but I'm, I'm also looking at animals and uh, the environment. And, and uh, there, there, supposed there is a hopefully a whimsical aspect that is is sort of enticing, and then and people start to to think about the imagery. I'm going to pass it over to, to Mark. I guess what um, I took this opportunity to do was to show two pieces that are two years apart, but they're they're based on the exact same pattern. So I've, I'm recycling myself, which I think is, for me, um, that concept of recycling art has always been frowned on. You don't copy what other people are doing, but I think it's okay to copy yourself, so I'm sort of inspired by myself and recycled one of the images and did it in a different way. But I think that that one, I found that was interesting. And it's sort of, since there's only two of them, because we don't have a lot of space, and, and my work's relatively large, I thought I would pick two pieces that really, really came out of one came out of the other. Um, over to Mark Bergstad. Uh, so I have uh, two pieces as well that I'm showing, and uh, both are homages to the two biggest influences I have uh, in my artistic practice, which is uh, a figure, a seated reclining figure, which is uh, kind of a tip of a hat to Henry Moore, who I've always been quite taken with. And uh, the second is a tip of the hat to uh, a friend, a mentor, uh, the hardest working man I know, which is Shane Dark, uh, who I was fortunate enough to share a studio with for, I can't even tell you, three years, four years. It just kind of kept going. But uh, yeah, they're both uh, kind of I'm very drawn to how Shane is able to create kind of bursting 
energy out of something in a, a mundane, simple kind of material, like object, or not material, I mean industrial material. And then how Henry Moore could play with making something so easily identifiable as, you know, a reclining figure and then something that is not at all identifiable as a reclining figure. So that's it for me. All of you have very different inspirations, but I suppose the ties that you all shared studio space. So I was wondering how you guys came together and ended up even in the same studio. Well, uh, so how this all came to be uh, was ben, I work at the Agnes Etherington Art Center, and uh, Ben was uh, was uh, in temporarily uh, assisting with installations, and he had uh, mentioned to me that uh, Anne and himself were sharing a studio, but it was on the second floor of, uh, it was on a second floor, and Anne is not great with stairs, as we all will soon find out that we will be as we, uh, as we age. Uh, I'm having trouble just standing up on my knees, so that's something to look forward to. Um, and Ben had mentioned this to me, and it was kind of in the back of my head, and I was looking for studio space because I, uh, I was working out of my garage at the time, and I saw this ad come up for this, uh, like a, a lease ad for this like kind of derelict school building, and I was like, where is this place? I was like, oh, it's in Glen Burnie. Oh, that's a dream come true. It's like 12 minutes from my door downtown. Like, it's crazy. Uh, the price they were asking for was not anything we could afford, but it had been up for a while. We spoke to them, or I mentioned it to, to Ben and Ann, and they were excited at the potential. We went to see it. And uh, we met with uh, our landlords, the, the Rickards, who had been just fabulous. And we just kind of were chomping at the bit to get it. And then uh, I think Anne, Anne mentioned Mark was looking for a space as well. And we said, well, if one Mark's good, two has to be better. And I think, uh, I think that's it. I don't know if anyone has anyone, anything to add to it. And then it's kind of been, we've been there for what, like four over, we've been pre-pandemic. So it's two and a half, three and a half. Let's round it up to four. Yeah, yeah. With good behavior, mostly good behavior. Very nice. And I was wondering what you found the biggest difference was working with other people as opposed to by yourself. Everybody else is so much cleaner than I am. It's just, it's, I'm a disgusting mess all of the time. And I'll pass it to the other Mark. The biggest difference for me personally is that I don't have to clean up my mess when I'm finished working. Um, when I worked out of my basement, if I wanted to, um, I don't know, use power tools, I'd make dust and I'd, my house would get full of dust and and I felt obliged to, <laughs> to clean it up. But the nice thing at the studio is you drop, when you leave, you just leave it the way you were doing and you come back and you just pick it up right away. There's no, none of that overhead of cleaning up and setting up and unsetting up and, and all that. That's, I just find that's really nice. Um, but the little drawback is sometimes the studio gets a bit messy and dusty and we have to, you know, draw in our, uh, what an obsessive compulsive behavior to clean it up. So, but that's probably the, for me, that idea of just not having to, um, that overhead is gone. You just 
you stop working, go away, come back, start again. I find that that's really nice. Ben? I'm glad you have that obsessive compulsive need to clean up. I don't have that. But um, also, it affords us, um, as Mark said earlier, the space, the, the, we can move around a bit in it. If someone's working on a bigger project, um, and we also have spilled outdoors a little bit when the weather is appropriate. Um, so so it's, it's not, you're not limited to what we could afford individually. Um, we have, have extra space and, and, um, and, and it's, um, and there is a dialogue that goes on there. We do, we poke around in each other's space. We very rarely are there at the same time. We all have different schedules and, and uh, um, I suspect people when they see my car there, they just keep on driving. I don't know. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, the, the, we we it, it, we do talk a lot about what each other are doing, even though it's not what we're doing. So there there is that that sort of bonus. Um, whereas the last studio I had by myself, I felt I didn't have any windows. I went there. It was I produced a ton of work, but you know when I left, I had no idea was it light out or was it dark out and and. Um, also, I had a little bit of a water damage problem with the waterfall going down my wall, which I'm happy we don't have in our space. But it's a space that, like like Mark was saying, you, if you spill some paint, you're not panicking about it. In fact, you might just leave it because mm -hmm. um, it, it, it's an industrial space um, that that works perfect for for all of us. Well, well, there's limits. We need more space. We need more storage. We'd like there, there are. There's always, we, we'd like another building exactly the same that we could s spread out into, but, but uh, we haven't won the lottery yet. You mentioned you guys definitely chat a bit, of course, when you're there and talk about what you're doing. Did you guys pull inspiration from one another for your exhibitions, or do you sort of just put together what you all individually did at the end of the day? For me, for this show particularly, it was kind of what, it was a couple of pieces that I had and was kind of holding on to. Uh, I, like right before this, I shipped out a, a crate full of seven or eight pieces to a gallery I uh, I show with in Calgary, and then I was kind of like, oh, and with everything that's been going on at the Agnes, because we've been turning over since basically December, I just I haven't I hadn't been at the space at all. So this was actually being reminded of this uh, of the show. I was like, oh, I have to be at the studio making work again. This is this is a really good excuse to to get back to work. And uh, yeah, I'm really grateful that uh, Mark pulled it together. Um, I'm, I guess I'm the emerging artist in the group, and so my exhibition experience isn't, isn't very great. But from what I've heard the other members who have extensive exhibition experience, there sometimes is a bit of complaining about the, the venue and the people running the venue and their choice of work. And so my idea was that here's your golden opportunity to display anything you want. And I don't, I make no attempt to curate the show. I had no idea what people were gonna hang. And, and for me, 
and maybe for everyone, when you come in and look at it all together, we've never seen all this stuff, like, and it's exciting for us. Yeah. So I think that's one advantage of having a non-commercial, non-curated kind of show. Ben? Well, to, to add to that, though, we're, we're, um, we're all dedicated in doing serious work. So I think you felt quite confident that it was going to look good and, and we would make sure it was professionally presented. And Well, we have professional installer and then a, a sometimes professional installer. Um, so we, we know how to put on a show, even though they are so disparate. But actually, it, it, it does look like it could definitely be curated. They, they, there, is, there are clear intersections between... Um, I mean, even if just formally, some of the shapes. I'm looking here at the curls in in Mark's sculpture, and then your swooping shapes, Mark, in, in your painting there, and then Anne's squiggles there. I mean, it's like holy smokes, they could have been done by the same person. Uh, I'm not going to turn and look at mine, but so you talk. You asked your question was about uh, um, how does this compare to other exhibitions? I think this actually looks like uh, incredibly. Uh, the word professional sounds. I don't know, still to find, but it, it, it's so clean, this. It looks really, really good. Um, and, and I just had an exhibition this May with completely different work. And it was lovely to have an opportunity to, to show these works that have been, like, chugging along in the studio for, I've moved them a whole bunch of times and, and wonder how am I going to finish this piece? So it was nice to have that, that impetus to say, okay, I want to I show this body of work that hasn't been seen and, and okay, make some decisions and finish it. So, and, and like Mark is very, Mark Laundry is, is very methodical. You're at the studio regularly. Um, Anne is pretty methodical in her painting as well as at the studio regularly. Or when it was too cold, she was working at home, but she's like, she puts in a few hours a day. I think Mark Berkstead and I are, are we work on to deadlines. Um, and we're stealing time from other things, and and, um, and I don't know. Like when I get to the studio, often I want to think I, I want to be here, but I also want a sandwich and I want to go home. Um, and you know, it's a great space, but it, 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 it's it's. Going back to sort of what I said before in the last studio I had, where I was there by myself, I produced a lot of work, but it was really lonely. Actually, which is a lot about being a, a visual artist. It's, it's not usually, at least the way in our practice, it's not a collaborative practice. So it's nice to 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 have that kind of contact and 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 see the fruits of it in this exhibition. And then, is this your second exhibition as a group, as four of you? Mm -hmm. What do you think is the biggest difference, sort of, between this one and the previous one? I mean, the work is different. That's, I mean, but our styles remain, which I think is more so kind of a testament to our, our kind of, our our styles and our visions. And that we, I mean, as much as we are influenced by each other, we're still, we we still have our own individual work that we're that we're working towards. I just to touch back on what Mark was saying about seeing the show hung and everything too it's like you look around and see stuff at the at the studio all the time but you don't see the as soon as it's up on a white wall and not on a piece of plywood or on a what's it called your, and even your own work you put your own work in a space like this you're like oh it's yeah I'm doing something this is this is real this is not you know 
I'm not just making it up. But well, I am making it up. But <laughs> don't go telling everybody. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't. Mark, uh, what do you think is different about this show? What I've heard a couple of people who've seen our last show say to me, the biggest noticeable difference is the scale of some of the works. Um, Ben's, ben had two very large works in the last show, and Anne had just some smaller works. And, and people have noticed that. They, and they say, well, everything's so small, right? <laughs> but for me, it's, it's nice that you can do that. We're not, we're not tied to, um, to having to display something that someone else thinks we should have to do, right? So, and I think it were, I think it's exciting to see all the little small works spaced all over the place after, because most of my works are big, so I don't know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do anything small, but it's nice to have, that we have the freedom that we can do that. I'm looking for your miniature series that's coming out next. Yeah, I, 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 I'm thinking about my work. Um, it was interesting for me to change from two quite large paintings and, and changing it to to this series of, of what I'm thinking of as kind of as sketches. Um, both, in a way, are not works that uh, perhaps I'm as known for. Um, when I've other exhibitions, the subject matter is a little bit different. Um, Anne's last ones, they, they were all shaped canvases as well, weren't they? Or all, most of them were shaped canvases. So that's a bit of a, a, a change. Um, but still, I mean, we were also, we, we knew the space the second time. And we, like, we knew the limitations and, 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 well, the parameters is perhaps a better word and, and how to get the most out of it. Um, size of the door, color of a wall. Um, if Anne was here, she'd be talking about the color of the wall and the brick or the, or the limestone. <laughs> um, so we, we, knew, we knew what to expect and, and um, so I think that it took a much less time to install, I think, this time, this one, didn't it? For for the work that's that Anne has in the show, the smaller works were a lot of the stuff she was working on during the winter, this last winter. But getting to the studio was more difficult, and then rounding out lockdowns and whatnot. And then along with the several small pieces, Anne also has two of her early works from 73, which I know is a... Anne is always... You know, she doesn't stop painting. She's been painting since the 60s. And it's, it's easy to assume, oh, like this is some, you know, some grandma that started painting, but Anne Clark has been painting forever. And it's, there's a picture of her over there in the studio with those works probably close to her in that space. Like she's been working forever. You just mentioned that some of Anne's stuff is from the early 70s, some of it is newer. Did all of you pull from the archives for this, or is most of it new works from each of you? The, the reclining figure that I'm showing here is, I actually can't remember when, I made it in my garage. Uh, so it was before we had the studio. Um, and it's been living out uh, in my parents' yard for years after being shown at a sculpture garden in Bloomfield. And uh, that was kind of like, oh, the show, what kind of, sh what, what, what work do I have? And I was like, oh, this is a really good excuse to clean up 
that piece and also I'd really like to see it on the inside. I mean, I'm kind of always working towards uh, doing some kind of public commission or some kind of bigger work because I really like to make it accessible because it's some of the first like kind of big, big things that I recognized as art or public artworks. And I think that's really important, but you know, you get so many, uh, so many, uh, what do you call them? Not cancellation letters. <laughs> rejection letters. <laughs> you get enough rejection letters. You're like, well, maybe I'll bring the in the big outside thing inside, and then maybe that'll work. I don't know how it works. Um, I guess we're talking about how we chose what we were going to display. Yeah. Um, oh God, I have good attention. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, but. What Ben said about we kind of know the space now, and I knew there was a black wall, and I had I've had I had another show here before the group was uh, we formed our group, um, and I knew there was that wall I don't think was black, so and the last show I put something on the black wall and I thought this is actually really interesting because black walls seem to be frowned upon by the serious artist. Um, so I picked the brightest thing that I thought would look good on that black wall, and I'm kind of happy with it. Ben? Well, frowned upon by some people <laughs> in, in our group. Um, I, I didn't, I don't think I really went into the archives for my work, um, other than the fact that they, these are works that have been ongoing. They've always been out in my space, and I just haven't been able to resolve them. And it was, so like I said, some of them are, I, I think one of them is actually from 2011, and um, so they've been going for a while. They were started, but they were all, they had some paint put on in the last month or so. So, so I'm, I'm, They've, they're mostly dated 2022. Actually, I guess there's two 2021s or three 2021s. But um, so I don't feel like I was saying, well, what to show, what to show, and then you know going through drawers, but uh, or, or through my racks. But um, and and the the, the two that um, are bands. Mark convinced her to show those. You guys were having quite a heated discussion in the studio that I was trying to avoid. <laughs> and, uh, and I mean, in a way, well, it was, it was a funny, it was an interesting uh, little study and, and pushing oneself and not pushing oneself. Um, and I, and I, appreciate, like, I appreciate, Mark, that you pushed and to, to show um, those works because I think it does provide a context and and and, and that's you know looking at art in general seeing um, when you see a brand new artist you don't really have a framework for it they may have just got lucky you know the, or it's like a, a music musician as well and they may you, you want to see some like some sort of consistency and um, I think having these exhibitions in a way is is, is a way of it's like building up our credit score, right? You know, we're, we're showing regularly. Um, we're also, I mean, we, uh, some of us more so than others, are involved in, in um, trying to sell our work. But we're all in a situation where it doesn't make or break us, which provides a little bit of luxury. I think you touched on that, Mark, where, um, or actually, maybe it was you, Mark. Um, like we, we, we have the luxury of making whatever we want to make, right? Um, we're not um, sort of pigeonholed into to following some, some 
something that maybe we're not interested in anymore, which is actually an incredible luxury. It does mean our bank accounts are perhaps smaller than we'd like, but I think all of us would all argue against the idea of commodity. And how long can folks catch this exhibition here at the Window Gallery? So we're, uh, we're open until the 31st of August, and we're having a, uh, a closing reception on the 27th. was Bandera, Mark Laundry, and Mark Bergstad, all artists sharing a studio here in Kingston, currently presenting their exhibition Unity Road 4 at the Window Gallery, along with their fourth member, Anne Clark. Be sure to catch Unity Road 4 at the Window Gallery until August 30th. Thank you for tuning in to the Kingston Curator this week, and be sure to stay tuned on CFRC 101.9 FM to keep up with all your local arts news.